2: we decide
1: well we should make it a topic (laughs) unfortunately i didn't take german in school i barely took i took spanish and i don't remember any of it
0: three fates decide podcast hello everyone and welcome back to three fates decide my name is sam and i am here with my other two co-hosts liz and mary say hello hi hello And today we are talking about one of my favorite Harry Potter books, but my most hated Harry Potter movie, which is the sixth book slash movie, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Uh, If you've been listening to us talking about the other Harry Potter books and movies, You may recall there was multiple times, me and Mary, but I think I I really voiced uh, that there was a book, a movie that I absolutely despised. Well, there we are. (laughs) We've we've made it. This is... I just remember I, I saw the midnight showing of this movie and walked out angrier than I've ever been because... What they did with this was so bad that if you never read the books, you watched the sixth movie and then the seventh movie, you were so lost because they did not set up the seventh movie at all. They focused on the stupidest things as opposed to, you know, the plot.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm with you on this one. I literally think the only thing that the book and the movie had in common was the title and the name of the characters. That was (laughs) it.
0: Oh my goodness. So uh,
1: I already uh,
0: have the list of all the differences. It's Quite a lot. I will try my best to summarize. But uh, yeah. And uh, as we say before, all of these spoiler alert, if you've never read Slash seen uh, any of this. So, going into this, the movie came out in 2009, the book came out in 2005, and it's 607 pages. So, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. In Harry's sixth year at Hogwarts, Lord Voldemort and his Death Eaters increasing their terror upon the wizarding and muggle worlds master albus dumbledore persuades his old friend horace slughorn to return to hogwarts as a professor there uh, since there's a vacancy to be filled there is a more important he tells him that there's a vacant vacancy to be filled there's a more important reason however for slughorn's return while in a potions lesson Harry takes possession of a strangely um, annotated school textbook. Described, this is the property of the Half-Blood Prince. Rico Malfoy struggles to carry out a mission presented to him by Voldemort. Meanwhile, Dumbledore and Harry secretly work together to discover the method on how to destroy the Dark Lord once and for all. That is the synopsis. However. Mm-hmm. The movie didn't focus on, on a lot of that <laughs> most of the movie didn't focus but, on any
1: of that? What are you talking
0: about? <laughs>
1: you got a lot, lot of it. didn't focus on
0: any of it. <laughs> so when we get into it, it's funny. My least favorite movie, but my favorite Harry Potter scene, movie scene, is in this movie. So least favorite movie, but my favorite scene, because I thought it was hilarious, is is all in this movie so so get into that as we as we go through so so. yes Yes. (laughs) that's the that's the synopsis um
3: yeah
0: do we just get into the differences now since that's going to take the longest
3: yes as well
0: okay so let's start at the very beginning so at the end of the last book, it was mentioned that the current minister, Fudge, Cornelius Fudge, was going to step down as minister.
3: So they
0: introduced
3: the new minister in the sixth book.
0: Not in the sixth movie. So in the book, we're going to start. Again, even before that, but in the book Diagon Alley Attack, the the Death Eaters actually kidnapped two people. In the movie, they only showed them attacking or um, kidnapping Ollivander, who's in charge of the wands. Also, they kidnapped Florian Fortescue, who owned the ice cream on. On Pottercast, which is like a radio pro uh, program, it's revealed that poor, poor Florian was murdered. So, but not in the movie at all. That not as big of a deal because I mean, no. But still, um, in the book, Death Eaters destroyed Brockdale Bridge and killed fifty Muggles. In the film, they destroyed Millennium Bridge, which I mean, which Bridget was, it doesn't matter. But all the Muggles escaped uh, without harm. The reason why this is kind of annoying to me is because that was the reason why you were introduced to the new uh, Prime Minister of Magic. Because in the first chapter, which most of the first chapter of the book is not in the movie, Cornelius Fudge speaking with the Muggle Prime Minister through his little picture and tells him that he's resigned and all that and introduces him to the new uh, Minister of Magic, Rufius Scrimmager. And um, basically they were kind of discussing events because obviously now it's not just the magic world that's being affected by Voldemort, it's the Muggle world as well. So they completely ignore that. Uh, In the movie, first time we see Harry is when he's at a cafe by the subways. And he's like flirting with a girl. Never even happened. In the book, Harry appears a little bit later. He's not in the first like chapter at all, but anyway. Uh, Okay, so the next is where Snape lives, it's called Spinner's End. I mean, not that big of a deal in, in basically the film location is very inconsistent with the book, where in the film, it's in like a textiles factory, like industrial town, where in a movie, it's more of like a water mill or windmill area, but that's neither here nor there. When Narcissa and Bellatrix go to meet Snape in the movie, Bellatrix does not show her as much mistrust and disdain for Snape as she does in the books. Um and you know, in the in the movie she doesn't really press him on his like allegiance or whatever, but in the in the book she's very austerous and like, you know, angry with him because obviously he's been playing for the other side the entire time. When they decide to do the unbreakable vow in the movie, Snape hesitates. In the book, he doesn't even question. He just yes, like let's do it to show his allegiance because he's playing a, you know, uh, playing the game, right? Um, the long con. Yes. there is a little. There's a discrepancy about when you see Peter Pettigrew or whatever, but that doesn't really matter.
1: No. Um, and I mean Narcissa's looks don't really matter but at the same time I really did not like the fact that they gave her brunette hair.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was have blonde and brunette. Yeah, she
1: was yeah. she was all, she was all blonde in the books. I mean, that's where that was the thing. Her and Lucius and Draco, and Draco were, were that, all like that blonde. real pale, pale blonde. Yeah almost like a platinum blonde yeah and i was really hoping to see that but i don't know why i i mean again maybe it was the actress didn't want i don't know maybe
0: rest in peace because she's gone now
1: exactly and i mean she was she was phenomenal as narcissus nobody's denying that but i just did not like the look i did not like her looks in the movie that was nothing against her. That was more the way they styled her, I think. Mm-hmm. But I digress. That really isn't big. That isn't a big issue.
0: Um, the also, movie. the the scene is in a different spot in the book as it is in the movie. Uh, in the book, the scene takes place directly after Fudge talks to the prime minister. But in the film, it takes place after Harry has already met Slughorn and is already on his way to the borough to reunite with the Weasleys and Hermione. Just a, again, not a huge deal, but it's in there, right? Okay. Next, the way that Harry meets Dumbledore is different in the book as opposed to the movie because, again, I mentioned that that whole thing about Harry being at the cafe with the trains and all that stuff didn't happen in the book. Dumbledore actually comes to Privet Drive and uh, gets Harry there. And sends his uh, stuff to the borough so that they can go off and and do Dumbledore's bidding to get little corn
2: um. yeah, yeah. I you know i i I thought it was like the whole thing was very strange, like the beginning of the movie where it's like because cause there's so many details that just don't make sense. It's like. Harry like is—he's like he's in a Muggle cafe and he's reading a Wizarding newspaper. It's like that's just bizarre. It's like yeah. very inconsistent because <laughs> it's like yeah. uh, no showing uh, magic items around the Muggles,
0: right? It, it, it makes no sense. Um, in the film, it is never mentioned that Harry inherited Grimold Place or creature after Sirius passed away. But in the book, they definitely mention there's uh, Creature and Buckbeak are completely omitted from the film, which isn't big of a deal. And actually, Hagrid got Buckbeak back in the book. So, uh, when Harry gets to the burrow in the book, it's like really, really late. It's like 1am. Vaughn bon and Hermione have gone to bed and the first per- people that actually see Harry are Molly Weasley and Tonks. In the movie, we just know it's dark when Harry arrives, and Ron, Hermione, and Ginny are all still awake. I go to welcome Harry when he enters the borough, which again, not that big of a deal. But so Molly and Tonks meet him first.
1: In the book. In the movie, it's just the fact that that Hedwig Tonks is there. Is
0: yeah, Tonks isn't and, there, Hedwig is, is hanging out, and that's how Jenny figures out that he must be there.
1: Yes. And that she um, is hugging him, and Jenny is hugging Harry, suggesting that they already have an interest in each other when that doesn't happen until much later in the movie, or in the book.
0: Right. Uh, there's no mention of Arthur Weasley's promotion. Oh, I forgot to mention. Molly knew that Harry was coming because Dumbledore informed her. But in the in the book, in the movie, Molly had no idea and just kind of like accepted it. Apparently, she's running an inn. I mean, just drop by.
2: That's just odd. <laughs> what Molly? <laughs> For Molly? Yeah,
3: it's the Weasley family
2: inn.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: actually, you know, here's an interesting thing. They don't mention Bill and Fleur's wedding.
0: Yeah, I was just kind of about that.
2: Right, which is kind of interesting because that was a big... Because aside from the fact that, like, you know, it's a fun thing to have a family wedding, it's a big deal in the seventh book because um, that was when... Right, but that's also... That was when the borough got attacked in the book. That didn't... But in the movie that it was attacked in this movie and like later, and I guess it was Christmas or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, they don't mention in the movie that there are security measures discussed and implied before entering the borough. Um, that is mentioned in the book, but not in the film. And yet there's, there's a discussion about Bill and Floor's wedding. It doesn't happen until the seventh book, but there is a discussion about it. Because in all reality, like the movies, and again, this isn't that big of a deal, but it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, Bill and Floor somehow know each other and are getting married. Where here you actually learned how Bill and Floor met, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: because they met in the fourth book because she showed interest in even the fourth book. But then between the fourth book and the sixth book, so the fifth book, they, they obviously got together somehow and now she's staying at the at the borough to get to know his family better.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And none of the none of the women are happy about it. But all but the men are all just falling over themselves. Right.
0: About her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Which none of the women like, like her. A,
1: yeah, which was a great scene in the book and I love that. I was like, I really wanted to see that in the movies and they didn't show it. I was like, damn it! That
2: would have been pretty funny actually, <laughs> now that I think of it.
1: Would have. Oh, right.
0: So the relationship between Tonks and Lupin is implied a little bit in the film but in the book they actually kind of go into a lot more. a lot more which they go into it a lot more even in this uh, seventh book which they kind of ignored in the seventh and eighth movies but I guess it's because they ignored it in this movie they didn't feel like you know it so yeah so in the movie Harry Ron and Hermione sit around a levitating smoldering wad of Daily Prophet discussing about Dumbledore Uh, which apparently Harry ignited, but this doesn't happen in the book because and Hogwarts students are not allowed to use magic outside of school. Apparently in the movies, they can. (sighs) Anyway, uh, there's also no discussion on the OWL exam results, which uh, in the film, the first time they even, or really, I feel like it's the only time they mention it, is when Professor McGonagall informs Harry that he may have to take potions because he wants to be an oar and he exceeded expectations in this subject. So there you go. It's the only time the owls were mentioned, but in the book, it actually goes more into it because then they have to take their newts. So,
3: all right, next. Good old Draco. Poor Draco. Poor poor
1: Draco. So, they uh, they they did my boy dirty in this movie. I'm sorry. They, they they did my boy Draco dirty in this movie.
0: So the the trio actually ran into the Malfoys at Madame Malkin's shop and actually like kind of like fight with each other. But neither is shown nor mentioned in the movie. I, oh, okay. So in the movie, Draco actually sneaks off on his own to Borgin and Burks to talk about the cabinet. But in the movie, he goes with his mommy. Harry, Ron, and Hermione do not follow him under the cloak and use extendable ears. And Harry and Hermione does not try to trick. Organ into telling her what Draco is reserving in the movie that happens in the book. Uh, there is a wanted poster for friend. I can never but Grayback, who's a known
3: Finrear. werewolf.
0: rear Finnrear. Grayback. Grayback. Uh, in Nocturne Alley, and he actually becomes kind of a semi-central character in the last book. Um. So kind of remember. Remember that name for the next one. Uh, the way that Harry gets into the Slytherin car is different, but we don't really care. Andy Parkinson is Draco's girlfriend is and is like stroking his hair in the car. They don't even go into the fact that the two of them are actually like dating. It isn't that big of a deal. But,
1: you know, Draco deserves some love.
0: Demands some love. Damn.
1: That's why I said they did my they did my boy dirty. Everyone else got love in this movie. I know, (laughs) except for Draco. I'm like the one time that they could actually show my boy having some actual human interaction that is not necessarily him just being a complete and utter asshole. They got it out.
0: Yep. The scene where Draco catches Harry and like you know beats him up or whatever actually is like. On with the book. I will give them that they they got that scene correct. One scene,
3: yay!
1: Yeah. <laughs> One scene <laughs> of the entire damn movie that <laughs> matches with the book. <laughs>
0: mm. oh, um, the way Harry is actually found afterwards is different in the movie. Luna finds him, um, with because of wax <laughs> But in the book, it's actually Tonks who's checking the train because they realize that Harry never got off.
2: Although, to be yeah. fair, this change, uh, having Luna and the reason why she figured it out is. Uh, it's very funny. It, you know, on, it's on theme. Yes. Exactly. I mean, it
1: really, it's very Luna esque. Yes. And I mean, I, I'm not exactly upset over the fact that they no. used Luna's the talks to find Harry.
0: Give Luna some, some camera time.
2: I know. I love Luna. Oh, my God. And not to mention, to be fair, it does make her uh, involvement um, in the seventh book feel a little bit more meaningful. Yeah. Because it's like, well, now you get more scenes of her interacting with Harry, and it makes more sense, actually, why she would be interested in helping him.
0: Right. Oh, I mean, the one thing is, like, in the book... Dumbledore's hand is, is noticed by the students. Hermione questions and whatever. In the film, they kind of ignore it. All of a sudden, the man just has a really scaly black hand. Totally normal.
1: Yeah, that just, <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just there. So, the the house of... God. So,
0: this is where, actually, everything gets ticked off. Because the whole thing is with half blood Prince, you learned so much about Voldemort. So much. Like you, it actually like the horcruxes start making sense in the seventh book because of the information you've learned in the sixth book. Like this. <laughs> House <laughs> of Gaunt. Completely cut. And the director said in the books, the memories were very were a very big part of the J.K. Rowling story. We've actually pared them down in our story, and she was very supportive of that decision. There's such an enjoyable part of reading the Half-Blood Prince, but we've kind of distilled them down to two or three memories to try and keep everything more in the moment. Flashbacks in, in films are tricky things. They tend to hold up the momentum of the story you're telling. The creators felt it more important to concentrate on Riddle as a young boy. Disagree with your assessment.
1: Yates. Yeah. Because, I mean, we learned... Now nothing makes sense after this point. Correct. Yeah, they showed little pieces, but they don't go into the history of it. So,
0: Gant, yeah. uh, Marope Gaunt is Voldemort's mother. And that is the ring causes Dumbledore's hand to turn black. It was his mother's Okay, So, in the book, it was retrieved uh, in the hands of Voldemort's uncle, Morphin, and is actually an heirloom to the Peverell family. Um, Which is,
2: again, a big thing for yes. the final book, because... The thing with the peverils and oh, the oh, ring, okay. the stone in the ring. The stone
0: mounted in the ring is cracked down the middle, right through to uh, through the symbol of the Deathly Hollows. However, in the film, the stone remains intact, seems to have been purified and is seen as clear rather than colored.
1: Stone is important. Stone is important. <clears throat> Sorry. Yes. Well, it's all important and they f- fucked it all up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pardon my French, but they really did. Yes.
0: Okay, yeah, let's get actually, to the important stuff. Yeah. So the secret of Riddle, so chapter 13. <laughs> um yeah. so in the film they kind of do a memory of the orphanage, but it doesn't include um Riddle actually hurting kids at the cave. You learn what the cave is. It kind of just shows, like, like I guess they, like, little Tom mentions that he he hurt people, but like they don't actually like go into, into it. Ask whether his father was a wizard, and doesn't mention his thinking that his mother must have been Muggle since she didn't survive. So the whole thing with his parents is
1: going to be a big thing. Yeah, but we don't know any of it because they didn't. They didn't go into it the entire freaking chapter that talked about it yeah. considering that his mother was actually the witch and his father was the muggle exactly oh
0: god i am like getting all agitated again yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah cuz that's the thing cuz i mean tom just assumed that his father was the was the wizard because his mother didn't survive when it was actually the complete opposite and you don't find you don't find out that Marope is the one that murders her father because of the horrific stuff that he did to her. That they don't tell you that they don't go into detail in the book about, but you can can figure it out because it's implied what he did to her. Mm -hmm. He was a horrible person.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um, the next chapter we don't really need to. Yeah, no, the, the is only delicious. thing is, is that again, they what gets brought up, and again, it's not that important, but uh, Hermione and Crum kind of get brought up. Ron wants to know if they ever kissed, and he gets very angry with her, and you know, basically, it, it's kind of implied in the book that Ron starts dating Lavender almost to get mm-hmm. revenge on Hermione about Crumb, as opposed to actually like liking. Um, not again, not a huge point, but that's their relationship development, so uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Liz, with Christmas. So, in at Christmas, Harry goes back to the burrow, and in the movie, burrow is attacked by Death Eaters, however, it doesn't happen <laughs> in the book, right? right? Like that. Right, because yeah, like that because
2: happen at all. yeah, 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 be- yeah, because like in the books there was an attack on the borough, but that's in the final book. It's not in this right. book, which I don't get what the point of that was. Right, to be honest, like they just
0: added a scene. Like you take out important plot points, but you add that crappiness in.
1: Exactly.
2: Right, because when you think about it in the book, where they get attacked at the wedding reception, that makes a little bit more sense because you have all these wizards there, especially members of the Order. And this is a convenient way to kill, in essence, like a bunch of them at once. And also that chaos was when the three kids start on their whole uh, horcrux hunting adventures. (laughs) Because that was the time when they escaped and the craziness. So,
0: Remus and Harry, in the film, they do have a bit of a discussion, but it's nowhere near the length that it is in the book, which, I mean, again, I kind of get. But Remus is actually, like, defending Snape, saying that Snape helped him uh, by brewing Wolf's Bane potion every month to kind of help him with his wolfness. Um, they go into detail about Greyback, uh, who is a werewolf and actually discuss that Greyback is the one that turned Lupin into a werewolf. Percy Weasley arrives. Now, remember, we've talked about this. I think the last two books, how Percy kind of started separating from the family a little bit. Well, here it comes.
1: Percy was an insufferable get for several books. Yes. Until the last book. Honestly. Yes. And I and wanted was to too beat it. Yeah. But I wanted to beat Percy
3: with all my might
0: in this book. Um, but on Christmas Day, Percy arrives at the borough with the new minister of magic and basically they try to persuade Harry to help the Ministry by telling the Wizarding World that the Ministry is doing a wonderful job. Guess what Harry says? Fuck oh
1: off. That's what I did. That's what I told him, but <laughs> in, in maybe slightly nicer terms.
0: Uh, well, it is implied that Tonks and Remus have already been going out, um, and that Tonks is very concerned about Which is why she doesn't have the different color hair, uh, you know, because she's worried about safety and is anxious and all that. So like, she's feeling very. And I think this is where we find out that Tonks is a relative of Sirius, as well, Bellatrix and uh, Narcissa.
1: Narcissa. Yeah, we
0: find that out in this book as well.
1: Pretty sure that, yeah, she because her sister is her, her mother's Andromeda, who was Andromeda Black, and then she married Ted Tonks
2: yes. and she got disowned because of that. Uh, yep,
1: well, yeah, she married a muggle. What'd you expect? And they're still <laughs> her parents are still alive, Tonks's parents
0: are still, you know, that's good. that yes. we get into that more in the next book. Going back to the things that they skipped. <laughs> Memory of Gaunt House Marope, with the Locket, Voldemort going to kill the Riddles and stealing the ring, the memory of Voldemort working at Borgin and Burke's and wanting uh, the cup in the locket, and one where Voldemort returns to school to ask to teach uh, to ask to teach have all been omitted from the movie. Only memory. Uh, is of the orphanage and Voldemort asking about Horcruxes. Everything else, null and void. The whole emphasis on the Riddle family and how he, you know, didn't want to associate or whatever and like killed them. Out. Mm-hmm. Boom.
1: Not in. Not there. And then Slughorn's false memory. That was a crock of shit. Yeah. Yeah, like it's supposed to be
3: cloudy, I guess. Instead, they kind of make yeah. it like muted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Memory showing,
0: Sabah Smith and House Elf Hokey were not shown nor mentioned in the film, despite this memory being crucial. Why Hufflepuff's cup and Slytherin's locket became Horcruxes, and how Voldemort found them? So, oh God, I'm getting angry.
1: Yeah, we're 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 basically at the point of this uh, of this where we can't hardly speak about this movie without it being in absolute utter anger. Yeah, the more I read, I the more I'm blood getting blood ticked. <laughs> I can feel my blood pressure rising. <laughs> oh my goodness! Seriously.
0: Um, the memory of Voldemort applying for the defense against the defense dark, arts against
1: dark arts position
0: while his during his transitional phase is let's see while in his transitional phase, where it is stated his features were burned out, he was not yet the form he would become hmm. present day. So he was like in the middle of changing. He was like losing his nose, but it wasn't gone. <laughs> Uh, you find out Voldemort's initial followers, um, such as Avery, were not included in the film. In the book, Dumbledore does not scold Harry for his inability to obtain the unaltered memory from Slughorn. Rather, he's impressed immensely. He expressed immense disappointment to make Harry feel guilty.
3: That's mean. I heard all about that,
1: well, Dumbledore, Dumbledore was the he. You want to talk about gaslighting yeah, right? and manipulation? Yeah, he's, he's the king, Dumbledore. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> he gaslit and manipulated a, a child from the time he was 10, eleven years old until he was sixteen. I mean, really? Well, he, seventeen, really? And I just like. No, (laughs) but I didn't like I did. I I love Dumbledore in the books because even though he was a gaslighting bastard, he still had that thing that just kind of made you like him. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're just like you're you're a horrible evil person. You're just you're just as bad as Voldemort. Only you don't you you don't kill people, but. You send a child to be killed. It is it's just really strange. I don't know. It's weird, weird, weird. um, in the film, Dumbledore
0: doesn't mention to Harry that the direct <laughs> oh my goodness, defense against the dark arts teaching position is possibly jinxed by Voldemort because he refused Voldemort's request for a job. And so no one can retain the position for more than a year. though, kind of obvious. You notice every year we have a new one. But in the original script, apparently, like it's mentioned, but they never explain in the film, like, who jinxed it or why or you know, if it's actually jinxed at all or whatever. So, scene where Harry notices Malfoy disappearing on the Marauder's map when he enters the room of requirement is omitted in the film but it's featured as a deleted scene on DVD. And they actually mention this in the 8th film and Ron and Hermione have the map during the battle and Ron mentions oh you know you can't see like when you go into the room of requirement like on the on the map or whatever but they don't they don't actually say that in any of the other films but it's mentioned in the book
1: well a lot of things were mentioned yeah. in the book that weren't mentioned in the film <laughs> <laughs> sorry
0: okay so this is actually I'm just going to say my favorite scene in the film whether or not it actually matches to the book in the film I thought it was hilarious but anyway Uh, in the film the trio didn't receive a letter from Hagrid informing them that Aragog died instead Harry just happened to go to Hagrid's because he drank the Felix um, Felice Felicis Like spelicis. This
3: is
0: (laughs) but in the book I think Harry only took a few drops. In the movie, he like took it like shot. Yeah, he just He
1: just like he took the whole bottle. He's like
0: (laughs) Um actually in this movie they mention that Aragog's size is actually a lot seems to be smaller than it was in the second film's adaptation. So little error there. So in the books, I mean, again, this isn't important, but Slughorn doesn't ask Hagrid for uh, Aragog's venom. He just kind of sneaks it. (laughs) uh, Slughorn has no shame at all. So, okay, I'm just going to say the reason why I love this um, part in the film. Dan Radcliffe is hilarious in this scene. Like, when he's, like, stoned from from felix Felicitus felicit whatever felicitis. Felix. Felicitis. 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 felicitis but um yeah i i just thought it was hilarious and my friends and i actually still quote it sometimes like when he says like don't forget the pinchers and he's just <laughs> like
3: it's just hilarious <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: But, you know, the sad thing of it is is that he was probably drunk when he filmed it.
0: I know. and But you know what? Bravo. <laughs> you seem like a great drunk and I would gladly drink with you, Daniel Radcliffe. So, you know, you can invite your but wife. Did no, you do know he
1: actually, he actually had a drinking problem? No, he did. He, he, yeah, he, he's, like, been sober for years now. All right, fine.
0: Ruining this. I
1: know. I know. It's... When he was drinking, he probably would have been awesome to drink right, with. But
0: now, you know, I can not. I respect it. Yes, we don't want you to be yeah. one mm-hmm. of those people.
1: Exactly, <clears throat> and, and we're, we're not making light of the fact that he did have he did have a problem with alcohol, but he has gotten help for it, and he is in recovery, and he will always be in recovery for it. And bravo to Daniel Radcliffe for taking the step that he needed yeah. to. To get healthy again. And to get better. Bravo to him to still be able to do
0: his job. I mean it would have been better if he wasn't drunk. But yes. And then obviously realizing he had an issue. Exactly. And taking care of it. Yes. At a young age. You know. Yes. Like he was still young enough that he could set himself straight. So. Bravo. So. Exactly. Bravo. Yes. As yes, I remember watching an interview or whatever. And he said he could tell the scenes. That he was drunk. Not good. <laughs> I think that's probably... was his wake-up call? <laughs> oh. Probably. Alright, so yeah. So I wanted to mention that scene because that was my favorite scene in all of their other <laughs> movies because I just thought it was funny. Now let's get back yeah, to the angry that was, stuff. That was probably a good scene. Yes. The horcruxes. This, I think, is probably the most crucial thing that they left out. Because in the movie, yes. only... Really, the ring and the diary are mentioned to be Horcruxes. Ring, which is supposed to be set with a plain round stone bearing the crude carving of the Deathly Hollows, is instead set with the uh, fluorite cut honey brown gemstone. Dumbledore does not actually have possession of Tom's riddle's diary as it's shown in the film. Harry gave it back to Lucius at the end of the Chamber of Secrets, however. Lucius gave the diary to Dobby and Dobby may have given the diary back to Harry or Dumbledore. Oh, one thing that people may have noticed is that in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets film, Tom Riddle's diary after it's destroyed shows only a small hole in the middle. But in this film, it looks like a bomb exploded in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I thought that was kind of strange. She's like, I I know that the basilisk venom is like very powerful, but say it, do it, it say it. it. It didn't match up.
0: I want to know why. Well, I, we okay. We have to save that. We, I, what you're thinking about. We have to save it to the next book because just in case, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, blow anyone's right. mind. Right. They don't. They may right. not know. Hold that
3: thought. Right.
1: I mean, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going any further with that. With that thought, but I'm just. You save that thought. We will be back with that.
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe by then I'll actually get my thought in order in my head the way I want to say it. So that might work.
0: <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. We'll, we'll We're going to put a bookmark on that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. we'll put a pin in it till later. <laughs> um. So, as noted before, the cup and the locket story completely left out, and something of Gryffindor or Ravenclaw and Nagini are not debated to be Horcruxes. However, pieces of swords are seen to be mountain- mounted on the balcony wall in Dumbledore's study. I don't know why they mentioned that, but okay. Oh, so, but basically, the conversation was that it was like something from each house and possibly mm. Nagini are all possible horcruxes i don't go into that yeah. um, what, who cares what a horcrux is <laughs> let's see how you barely
1: even find out what a horcrux is in the in the movie yeah. anyway
0: Dumbledore only mentions that horcruxes could be anything thus it implies that they don't know what they could be which obviously is a big fat lie Dumbledore never mentions that Voldemort searched for treasures and that it might be possible that his horcruxes were valuable treasures of Hogwarts founders, as I just mentioned. Harry never gets to know how Dumbledore found out about the cave. Such a stupid... Harry and Dumbledore actually have many, 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 many talks about Voldemort in the book. They don't... Voldemort who in the movie? Because, you know, why do we care? <clears throat> we much. we kind of learn about his personality. Um, it's explained in the book that he's someone who likes to control people, very charming with he was very charming with all the teachers, who places great meaning on places where he's tortured others and who feels a deep connection to Hogwarts because it is proof is special and is a wizard, and because it feels like his home. However, these details were focused in the Chamber of Secrets film, not in this film. I feel like it was more important in this film. Number one, it shows you kind of how much more similar Voldemort and Harry were, where they both felt like Hogwarts was like the only home they had. But thing with the next book it also explains where possible horcruxes could be hidden because again it's about you know how he takes pride in places that he's injured people and you know, so that's why the cave was special cuz he used to hurt kids there all the time cuz he's crazy he
3: was an evil
1: he was evil he was evil he was born evil sadly he was born evil so
0: in the book, Harry is questioning Dumbledore a lot about why he trusts Snape, especially when he learned that Snape actually was the one who told Voldemort about the prophecy that caused the murder of his parents. So, Harry's hatred for Snape, it ran a little bit deeper than what they showed, because uh, he kind of found out that little detail. Harry gives the rest of old Felix Felicis, Hermione, <laughs> Hermione and Ron before meeting Dumbledore. Snape's <laughs> argument with Dumbledore, which took place at the Forbidden Forest at night, is overheard by Hagrid, who disclosed to Harry in the book. But in the movie, it's in the Astronomy Tower when Harry goes to meet up with Dumbledore. In the book, <laughs> Dumbledore and Harry who's under the invisibility cloak, walk Hogshead uh, in the village of Hogsmeade. And that's where they disapparate to the cave. In the film, they go straight from the Astronomy Tower. Again, not that big of a deal, but, you know. The cave. I actually thought they did a okay job with this. Oh, in the book, Dumbledore kind of has to appears him from penetrating the potion and he realizes that the potion cannot be penetrated by conventional means and begins to ponder how to reach the horcrux in the film dumbledore simply attempts to penetrate it but is only able to touch the surface he immediately concludes that the potion must be drunk because you know he's a genius in the movie i mean he's a genius anyway but still the potion in the basin was black rather than glowing green And the goblet used to drink the potion was replaced by a shell, which is placed beside the basin rather than summoned by Dumbledore using a nonverbal spell. The book drinks about three cups of the potion before falling prey to its effects in the film. He starts reacting after his first drink. The book, the potion eventually causes him to faint. But in the film, while suffering badly from the potion, he manages to remain conscious the entire time. When Harry tries to get Dumbledore water from the basin, he fills the cup, but the cup is empty by the time he gets it to Dumbledore. In the film, Harry attempts to scoop out the water with the shell. Water seems to go right through the shell as though it were a ghost. In the film, the spell Lumos Maxima is shown again, this time as a glowing ball of light that could be thrown rather than a more powerful version of Lumos. So the Inferi in the book climb out of the lake and attempt to drag Harry back in with them, they eventually, they actually pull him underwater in the film. So that doesn't happen. Uh, Rather than trap them on the island with a lasso of fire, as he does in the book, Dumbledore attacks the inferior by conjuring a massive wave of fire, which could be be a controlled version of fiend fire, and parts the flames using a spell that was not mentioned in the book. And in the book, Dumbledore is left in a considerably weakened state after drinking the potion, which continues up to his death. This is less evident in the film. It's true. In the film, like you can tell he's weak, but like in the book, he's weak. So when they come back from the cave, they wind up back in Hogsmeade. And they're told by Madame Rosmerta, not in the film, that the dark mark appeared over the astronomy tower. And Harry and Dumbledore borrow her broomsticks and head up there. In the film, Harry and Dumbledore go directly to the astronomy tower, and the Dark Mar does not cast until after Dumbledore's death. So that is not true, but that's not a big deal. Uh, in the book, Harry's frozen by Dumbledore. And that's why Harry can't help Dumbledore because. And Dumbledore did this because he didn't want Harry's help. But in the movie, he just tells Harry to go hide. <laughs> just hide. In the book, Amicus Caro finds Draco with Dumbledore and he pressures Draco to kill Dumbledore. In the film, uh, it's Bellatrix Lestrange who pressures Draco. Um, the one thing that they don't talk about is how Snape is the Half-Blood Prince. All you know is that Snape is the Half-Blood Prince. And you find out really the reason why is because he is half-blooded and his mother's maiden name was Prince. We'll talk about that. I guess that's not a big deal, but yeah. Which explains why him and Lily met for Hogwarts.
2: Yeah, when you think about it, it's kind of funny how literally the title is Harry Potter, the Half-Blood Prince. But then the reveal is like a... Practically a thrill. Right. Like they
0: basically said, like they put E-mail. they put in that sentence just so that like the name of the movie is there, but they don't go into explanation. <sighs> We're almost done, people. We're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> My
1: blood pl- pre- blood pressures through the roof right now. <laughs>
0: um in the novel, it is said that Dumbledore appeared frozen in the sky, although this was just from Harry's perspective. So, Could just be, like, drama. Obviously, in in the film, Dumbledore just goes over the railing and heads toward the ground. Oh, there's actually a battle between the Death Eaters and Hogwarts staff and students after Dumbledore dies in the book. But in the movie, they kind of just walk out. Like, all right, (laughs) we're done. Oh, God. Bill Weasley does not appear in the film. However, in the book, he is there to fight and gets bitten by Grayback. You find out in, you know, in this seventh book that, oh, my name's Bill
1: and I was bit by Grayback. He wasn't bit, he was scratched. Because if I remember correctly, it was, he had, he had three long slashes across his face. Yeah, that's what happened. In the book. Now, and I'm, I I don't think there was a bite in there. I think... What happened was when he slashed, because he, the, somehow, because they were worried that he might have gotten some of the saliva from Grayback, because, from Grayback like snarling, maybe, or, like, over top of him, salivating, or something. They were worried right. about it, but it turns out that he, the only thing that he did was he preferred his steak raw.
2: Right, because Bill does not end up becoming a werewolf. But
0: anyway, yeah. you, this is... Where he becomes part werewolf as opposed to in the movies, we just don't know. In the book, Snape reacts with livid emotion when Harry calls him a coward. However, in the film, Snape just doesn't care.
3: And <laughs>
0: in the film, Harry doesn't try to use the Cruciatus curse on Snape. I think he just does Sectum uh, Sempra or whatever, Sectum Sempra. So in the uh, book, when Hagrid's cabin is set on fire, Fang was actually trapped inside, and Hagrid has to go and save him, but in the movie, Hagrid nor Fang were there. Sir McGonagall joins the crowd who discovered Elvis Dumbledore's body at the in the foot of the Astronomy Tower. She leads the Hogwarts students and staff raising their wands. To be rid of the dark mark in respect of the now deceased headmaster. Well, that's that they got right. Um, In the book, Harry actually opened the locket, found out that it was fake when he was sitting next to Dumbledore's dead body. And the necklace doesn't have the Slytherin S symbol on it to show that it's actually like. From the Slytherin house, because remember, we talked about how he had something from each house. That necklace is Slytherin's house. Um, in the book, Dumbledore appears to be bleeding from his mouth after being killed. And Harry, like, you know, wipes it, but that doesn't matter. Oh, in the movie, Ginny does comfort Harry. But in the book, she also brings him up to the hospital wing. And that's where you see Bill and Floor. And Floor is still telling Bill that she'll still marry him, even with his scars. She loves him. That was sweet, was. though. Yes. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder.
1: But then. She had me right up to. She said I have enough beauty for the both of us. I was just like. You you had me right into that that point. Mm -hmm. Just just, just, just didn't have to say that.
0: And then the last thing. Mm -hmm. Was that. They actually had. Dumbledore's funeral at the end.
1: White tomb and
0: everything they had. Had all that. They didn't go into that all in the film the only thing that they they show is that uh fox flies away he's just the the uh, also in the book harry breaks up with me because he feels that he is not safe and safe for her to be close to him they actually break up they get together and break up all in one book and that is the end yes Oh, and, like, the very last thing, as you see, is, like, the Elder one is in Dumbledore's tomb, which you find out, obviously, in the next movie, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's, uh, and, again, the reason why this one, it's not about how many differences there are, it's more of the things they completely left out, which, again, is literally the plot, like, the the things that we didn't talk about in the this whole thing was about the relationships between, like, Lavender and Hermione and Ron and, like, that little love triangle. And then...
1: That they went into a little too much detail in the movies, lot I thought. too much detail.
0: And obviously, like, Ginny and yeah. Harry and, like, it's just, like, you know, they focused... Yeah, I'm... Yeah, like, It was, like, a rom-com-type thing instead of focusing on, hey, these are the Horcruxes. Like, these are the possible Horcruxes. This is how we found out what the Horcruxes could possibly be and where they could possibly be. And okay, here's your setup. For and the how, they're made. how they're made. And right. like, you know, all yeah. that. and instead it's like, okay, you're going into the next two movies. if You haven't read anything not knowing what the he- like how the heck like, it basically makes like the seventh and eighth movie. They just got lucky finding these things.
2: Yeah. I mean, like in a previous uh, Harry Potter episode, like I kind of mentioned this, but like if you know, if this had been like you know, a TV series, then yeah, you had plenty of episodes to you know, mention as a bee, line story, if you will, like you know, the, the romantic entanglements of the teenage characters, which would have been fine because yeah. you know, it's like because it, it would have been, it would have allowed Harry and you know, Hermione and Ron to have. You know, the more personal individual development, uh, you know, teenage struggles that every teenager their age is dealing with, which would have been fine in a TV series. But in a movie where you have roughly two and a half hours to, to, you know, adapt a 600 plus page book, it's like, guys, guys. (laughs) Priorities here. Yeah, like like seriously.
0: I'm telling you, I I walked out. I had my best friend and my sister. And we walked out and we were just like, what the heck did we just watch? Like they come like there was no setup. Like you literally ignored the most important parts of this book.
3: They ignored three-fourths of the plot of the entire book. Yes.
0: Like, it's just, just so- like yes, okay, it's great, but like you still got to see that. You know, Dumbledore was showing Harry because he knew that he wasn't going to be here much longer, and so he wanted to set Harry on path to finish what you know they started and blah. But but like there was no explanation as to how he was ever going to find anything. It was just yeah. or you know like and you got a deep dive into Voldemort and you learned why he doesn't like. Buggles and half breeds because he is one. And his mother basically died because she was so heartbroken because the man that she was in love with and basically like forced him to impregnate her, (laughs) you know, didn't want her. Like it was just like, and that's why he killed the Riddles. Like there's all this backstory on Voldemort. You really get a deep dive into who Tom Riddle was and how he became Voldemort and why he's the way. you know he kind of is and they just ign- what makes yeah, him tick and they just racism. completely ignore it completely mm-hmm. ignore it I would rather you ignore the stupid love triangles between the kids and let's focus on
1: like the real stuff yeah I was like I really don't need to know that Ron and Lavender are ma- that Hermione is is jealous over the fact though she she doesn't want to admit that she's jealous over the fact and just all this bullshit. I just like I didn't I didn't know, need to know it. I didn't care. So that is again why this is my least favorite movie, though
0: again it does have my favorite scene, but my least favorite movie out of all of them because it was just so ridiculous parts that it focused on compared to the parts that it needed to focus on. I think every person that has read the books and saw the movies feels the same way. Because again, if you did not read the books, you went into that seventh movie not really knowing. You weren't set up for anything. You were as lost as Harry, Ron, and Hermione were at the end of the sixth movie. (laughs) 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 You had no idea. Like, you know, like, how is Harry going to find them?
1: You know, how many four cruxes did voldemort make i think luna had it more together at the end of the sixth movie <laughs> <laughs> three. Oh, god. and poor luna had her head in the clouds the entire damn time <laughs> that, that girl oh
0: god lover now god love her. the next you know the next time we you know for harry potter book for the books, and then seventh and eighth movie i am gonna say this now and i'll say it again they did a great job bringing it back what it needed to be. um, And like, getting it back on track. That you could, you know, obviously there's some changes and stuff there too, but you know, I thought they did a good job with the last two movies. This one is just... Uh, yeah. If you just delete this
1: movie, I'd be happy.
0: Let's just skip it. We might as well skip it. You wouldn't even lose anything
1: right you could
3: completely
0: delete this film and still be okay
2: you know uh yeah i mean i kind of meant like you know again i'm bringing this up for like third time i guess but it genuinely would be interesting to me if at some point later on you know they actually did try to adapt the series into a tv series it would be interesting actually hey they're doing it with uh lord of the rings yeah i mean okay because like you know it, it it's been you know it's been years now that the movies have been you know in theaters and were released and everything but you know it wouldn't be too surprising if at some point you know maybe 10 years from now or whatever they actually try to do it as a tv series because you do have plenty of material to you know because i mean it's like well you know if you're willing to milk tolkien you know yeah. 20 years after you did like the you know you had the famous trilogy by you know peter jackson of the um, lord of the rings trilogy it's like well if you're doing a tv series like 20 years after he Did those movies, and you know, what's to say you can't do that to Harry Potter? I mean, Harry Potter is you know, one of those like titles, book series where like you will always have a new generation, um, you know, discovering the books and falling in love with it because there are many things about the books that were great and appeal to kids, no matter you know, whether it's like in the 1990s when they first started coming out, to you know, I don't know. 50 years from now so
1: you know I would have loved to have seen Peter um, Peter Jackson's take on Harry Potter Mm. because I I mean if he had been like a Harry Potter fan and actually the books as much as he loves the Tolkien stuff that would have been very interesting to see
2: thanks for listening everyone catch us next time
0: and see what we're going to talk about
1: Because the three fates decide.